Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What's up? How you doing? How are things? Good. Getting closer to uh, school starting back up again. The dreaded back-to-school signs are starting to come out to your Walmarts and your Targets. Yeah, I don't know. Randy Weingartner of the uh, Federation of American Teachers, or that would be FAT, the Teachers Federation of America. What is it? The American Teachers Federation. Uh, says, I don't know if we're coming back in the fall. Hard to say. Maybe. Maybe not. Oh, boy. Um, it will be the... Most difficult school year probably in the history of public schooling, even if everybody's back in school. Actually, if they're not back in school, it won't be difficult. They'll just kick the can down the road. You'll continue to have kids staring at Zoom screens and not really learning anything. It's not until everybody gets back in the classroom that teachers are going to have to deal with the full weight of having such a variety of uh, progressions in their classroom. Kids that are two years behind and kids that are caught up and everything in between. And it's even more complicated than that because if you have that sort of mix, and good teachers will tell you this, who do I emphasize? How do I spend my time? I mean, if I spend my time on the furthest back, those who are still caught up or relatively caught up, yeah. are, I'm going to lose them. One of my son's friends, uh, his mom is a real tiger mom sort of person, man. She is. I wish I was like her, but I just don't have the energy. <laughs> but she is a tiger mom sort of person, and she's, you know, with the tutors and the learning and the online this and staying on it and stayed on it the whole time. And she's really worried and appropriately so, she's really worried that while she kept her kid caught up, the schools are going to cater to all the kids that are behind. Well, of course they are. Sure. Yeah, yeah. By the way, speaking of masks and everything like that, masks are back on nationwide at Home Depot, McDonald's, and Target. So as a company, they decided nationwide you got to wear masks there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fabulous. How, how much that's going to be enforced, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just reading uh, some some good stuff Thomas Sowell wrote about the the cruelty of uh, keeping kids trapped in substandard schools. There is a I'm going to repeat myself now, extremely long piece in The Atlantic um, about the California dream is dying. And one of the main points they make, and let me let me read some of it for you. And they're talking about uh, wealthy NIMBYs, not in my backyard types. And the residential segregation they wrought pushed more students into the overcrowded, underperforming city schools. L.A. finds itself in the strange position of having built 130 new schools, but not for a single new student. Because public schools in affluent areas are emptying out, while schools in poor areas are running over capacity, etc. Long story short, uh, expensive uh, suburbs, you can't afford it. So the uh, the black, brown, non-English speaking kids are all forced into really crappy inner city schools. And they quote Gloria Romero, a former Democratic majority leader in the California State Senate, has a name for the relationship between the dysfunctional housing policy and educational system. It's zip code education. If you're rich, you can go anywhere. If you're poor, you're stuck in your crappy school. A recent education. Oh, that's I was going to skip that part. Uh, outcomes much, much worse for kids of color. They're getting much worse educations. That's not a shock to anybody. Here's the part I really liked slash hated. 
While in the state legislature, Romero made education a top priority, sponsoring numerous reform bills, including a so-called parent trigger law that allowed parents at failing public schools to decide how it ought to be restructured. At times, she says, Democratic colleagues lambasted her for putting them in the awkward position of taking a vote in which public opinion was at odds with the California Teachers Association, which she calls the state's fourth branch of government. Wow. I believe in unions, she told me, but public education in California isn't run with the best interests of the children in mind. I noticed. Yeah, yeah. It starts with adults, their salaries, pensions, and perks, and what gets left over is for kids. She's a pro-choice Democrat, she says. She's pro-choice for public schools, pro-charter schools, pro-vouchers, pro-whatever maximizes the options available to families in the state's failing system. But she is going up the entire going up against, rather, the entire government of California and certainly the all-powerful teachers' unions, just so you understand how it really is. Now, if I am correct, there it is. Larry Elder, talk show host, uh, running and author. He's uh, running for governor of California. He was talking about uh, related topics of school choice. Clip 40, please. You know, a young Barack Obama was living for a while in Indonesia with his stepfather, who was an oil company executive, and he was attending a school that was set up for the oil company executives. His mother felt that that school was not good enough, so she sent him back to Hawaii to live with his grandparents so that he attended the finest prep school in the entire state of Hawaii. After he graduates from that, he comes here to L.A. He goes to Occidental College for two years. He finishes up at Columbia an Ivy League school, and then goes on to Harvard Law, also an Ivy League school. Uh, Michelle Robinson, his uh, his wife, uh, was uh, a uh, went to went to a government school. However, she didn't go to the closest one in Chicago. She got on a bus and went to another one that was far better. Uh, when it comes to the, the girls, Sasha and Malia, uh, they first attended a private school that was run by the University of Chicago for people who taught there. Obama was an instructor there for a while. And then when they moved to uh, uh, Washington, D.C., they enrolled the girls into uh, Sidwell Friends, the same uh, prep school that uh, Chelsea Clinton went to. It cost about $45,000 a year. My point is uh, the Obamas didn't send their girls to uh, public school. Uh, Michelle really went to what we now would call a magnet school, and Obama never went to a public school. Yet the Democratic Party, uh, the left, the teachers' union out here in California, they're adamantly opposed to school choice. That's going to be one of the big things I'm going to be running on, Ben, in this election. How many of the most powerful people in democratic politics send their kids to a public school? Wouldn't be very many. A tiny minority. Yeah. Yeah, tiny. Don't don't look at what they say you should do with your kids. Look at what they do with their kids. It's well, it's shocking. And you know what's really really shocking? You know, sometimes I'm feeling charitable and I think people are busy. They're running their lives. They don't have time to pay attention to politics like we do because it's our living. But what's shocking and so disappointing to me is people, voters, don't recognize what's plainly happening right in front of their eyes. Yeah. The hypocrisy and the doing the bidding of the powerful, not the downtrodden, not the black and brown. Are you kidding me? They're doing the opposite of that. Wake up. So this is all very serious. I find myself wondering about people who believe they're animals. Jack, there are some, and you need to respect that. We'll uh, bring you a lecture on that uh, topic. You'll want to break out a pencil and, and paper because you're going to be taking notes on on these terms. They, one of the, the hallmarks of these woke ideologies is they have just glossaries full of this terminology you're supposed to memorize, and most of it's meaningless. 
or it has meaning only in the context of itself. I mean, it, it has no context in greater society. It's just a bunch of fancy terms, and it's the, a bunch of horse crap. What was the one we learned yesterday? It was, oh, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. There's some letters you put in front of POC, people of color. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, black, indigenous, and non-black? Yeah, yeah, NB, non-black. People of color. NBPOC, yeah. Non-black people of color. By NBPOC. By NBPOC Shakur. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we've got a guy who believes he's a wolf. I don't know. Does that fit in with your story? I don't think he's a wolf. Uh, yeah, well, tangentially, <laughs> yeah, it certainly it certainly does. I'm uh, I'm not denying his wolfhood. You're Quick, a- somebody get uh, Positive Sean on the phone so he can do a... Uh, what's a Elizabeth? What's her face? So you're saying this is an extension of the I can be a man or a woman because of the way my brain's wired. People that believe they're an animal, not even a human being. Oh, yeah. You've heard conservatives make the joke. Well, can I identify as a 17 year old and go dominate on my high school baseball team? Or, you know, can I identify as a uh, as whatever? I was uh, that's funny. I was watching my well, son's... Well, yes, you can now. You absolutely can. I was watching my son's football practice yesterday, and I, and I, just, I don't know why I had this stupid thought. Well, I, probably because I was so terrible as an eighth-grade football player, but I thought, I could go out there right now, and I'd do really well. <laughs> I could do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd run rough shot over oh, the I little think children. I, I, could... <laughs> I identify as nine. What can I say? Give me the ball again. The, I, th- I told my son, I said, I could have done really well at everything you did today, except for they had to do the crab walk for 50 yards. Mm. I'm not sure I can do that for 50 yards. I That's the one it. where, like, your butt is toward the ground, but you're up on your, your feet and your hands. And you... No, this was, this was, uh, so this is lobster crawl, not crab. The crab walk is in when you're upside down. This one, you're, you're a bear crawl. That's what it's called, bear crawl. Oh, so you're yeah. just on your hands and your feet and going for 50 yards. And, I, and I'm not sure I could do that. At this point, at this but point in your everything life, everything else no. I could have dominated on. No, I think no, your face would be red as the very lobster. The name wonder, of the, the crawl was named. Wonder after. what the chances the coach would let me as an experiment to see if I could dominate at this current age. Probably not. Okay, Uncle Rico, <laughs> I could put you at tra- defensive end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pressure the pressure the passer again and bury him again <laughs> and again. Anyway, people who identify as animals, among other things, coming up next. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm not sure Caitlyn Jenner is serious about her run for governor. More on that coming up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Speaking of uh, people who are not entirely what they appear, at least at first, uh, this is a young person. It's a video we have posted, I believe, at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to see the visual. It's a young person of indeterminate uh, sex slash gender. Uh, well, with... I think Alex has got the background on it. Oh, really? Yeah. What? what is, this made the rounds a while back. What is this, Alex? Well, now, wait a second. Okay. This isn't... Oh, the, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were setting that up. Sorry. No. I got no. confused. So anyway, this person is of indeterminate sex slash gender. They have uh, multicolored hair. They have one eyebrow colored, one uh, uh, dyed one color, and the other one the other. Yes. Uh, multiple piercings, a, 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 an odd odd human, uh, no doubt, uh, and a real individualist. Anyway, uh, there are going to be a number of uh, terms that you're probably unfamiliar with in this little tape. You might want to take some notes. Go ahead. You just play uh, 90 and 91 back-to-back. 
I made a really loud yelly video about this, but I decided I will approach this in a more calm but stern manner. A lot of the people using kitty and pup and bunny self pronouns are neurodivergent minors. It is a very common neurodivergent experience to feel a disconnect from being human mm -hmm. and from, from the societal expectation of the gender you were assigned to birth. So when you have this intersection of feeling a disconnect from being human and a disconnect from the societal expectation of gender, whether you're neurodivergent or not, a lot of people have this experience who aren't neurodivergent. It's just very common with neurodivergent people. When this intersects, you get noun self pronouns and animal noun self pronouns. If you are not comfortable using someone's pronouns because you assume it's kink for some weird ass reason, don't interact with them and just shut up about it. I love okay. that. I love that tone at the end, which is always part of these things. Like if you don't get it, well then wow, there is something really wrong with you. If you don't get kitty noun self programs or pup noun self programs or bunny noun self programs. So you got some troubled youngster claims to be a bunny or wants you to call them bunny rabbit or that's their pronoun. Uh, Jenny will be home soon. I can't wait till Bunny Rabbit is here instead of she. So when these stories cropped up years ago, there would be a decent chance this was fake. But anymore, I haven't got the slightest idea. Like the thing I did last week on the, uh, they're worried about the names of fishes. That it hurts the fish's feelings to be have certain names. Right, this kind call of, them rough fish. Yeah, how does the fish feel about that? So uh, that apparently is real out of UC Davis in California, but could be parody. I don't know. Parody, it's everything's so strange now. You can't tell the difference similar to this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think part of it has to do with the narcissism, the narcissism of small distinctions. You got to slice it so thin to be special among the victim class these days. It's not good enough to be. I know I was born a dude, but I identify as a woman or both or neither or it changes day to day or whatever. Now you have to identify as a bunny. Um, kitty, pup and bunny noun self pronouns. Okay. All right. No, you're trouble. I'm sorry you're trouble. I really am. But you're not a damn bunny, and I'm not using your bunny pronouns. All right? What was the, what's the term? Neuro what? Uh, well, they're talking about neurodivergent people, people who have uh, neurological problems, I guess. Okay. I don't know. You're on the spectrum, or you have, I don't know, whatever problems. Could I you mean, think you're a chair, or does it have to be something lean, uh, living? That's a good question. I don't know. And is the uh, list of animals limited to... Uh, kitties, pups, and bunnies, or could you imagine you're an iguana? Or a bug. Or, or a bug, or a camel? You still haven't explained how you came to be a camel owner, which is a rather large question, The Mark. question is, why aren't you a camel owner? I think that's the better question. You know what? Fair enough. Uh, anyway, uh, here's a fella. Do we have to set this up at all? What do we need to know about this, Alex? Well, this is from a documentary in 2013 called I Think I'm an Animal, where this young uh, teenager says, well, uh, Michael Angelo, play it. On all levels except physical, I am a wolf. <laughs> and then he yips at a body of water, and then that made the rounds on Reddit. It got very popular on Vine, which was kind of the predecessor to TikTok. And so you guys bringing this up was kind of like, well, this has been going on for a while. Were, oh, yeah. Was it mocked mostly at the time? 
Uh, it, it was it was memed pretty hard on the internet. I'm yes. trying not to be mocking because I know that in five years this might be completely accepted, and any mocking I do will be played back as evidence for why I need to be fired. Oh, I'm mocking. I'm mocking. Can I hear Go this? Ahead, fire wolf? me. I want to hear the wolf guy again because that yip is particularly good. On all levels except physical, I am a wolf. <laughs> he was born Matthew Schimmel. Uh, he, or, sorry, the wolf identifies as Shiro Yulf. I don't want to be respectful of Mr. Shiro wolf. Shiro Yulf? U-L-V. U-L-V. Yulf? Yulf. Either way, just yipping out a body of water. Is... Uh, I'd be curious to follow up on that specimen now. I would like, yeah, no kidding. How's Something tells me it's sad. Yep. Uh, absolutely. When I hear about these stories, I think there's a, there's a poor kid that's Got a bad home life or brain wired not right, and just mm-hmm. I, you know, the parent in me just feels sad for them. Yeah, of um, course. Who knows? Maybe you check in with the guy now. He's like, yeah, you know, adolescence. It's crazy. Some people do this. I thought I was a wolf. Anyway, I got to get back to work. Or, so thanks for asking. Or as I'm a little more generous than you are, he's running a perfectly successful wolf pack. <laughs> you know, listen, I'd love to plains. do another interview, but I'm bringing down a caribou right now. It's not a good time. <laughs> right. And you can get pictures of him, uh, you know, silhouetted in front of a, a full moon howling, which is I would like. And if Sean were with us, he'd point out that the strength in the pack is the wolf <laughs> and the strength in the wolf is the pack. Right. I was... have found an update of Shiro. Okay. And how's he doing now? Uh, they are now a transgender woman. Oh, okay. And that was in still, 2019. Still searching still for an identity that's comfortable. Yeah, but much more mainstream than being a wolf. Certainly gaining on it. Yeah, exactly. You're getting closer. Uh, Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Man, there is not an eye roll that you can give me that I haven't seen 750,000 times in the last year. I know you don't like them. I don't like them either. We have to wear them. It's a rule. It's not a political statement. It's just a rule. And if we don't have rules, we have anarchy. You can't eat. You can take your mask down and eat, but you have to put it back up. If you were smart, you would have went to Costco and bought the seven-pound bag of potato chips that would have lasted you one hour and 43 minutes. But you didn't do that. You went to Hudson News and bought the Cheetos, and that's going to last two, and most of you already know us. <laughs> That's a pilot on a Southwest flight about masks. Yeah, I like yep. it. Um, coming up, what is FODA? Not FOMA, fear of missing out, or other other things we've talked about. FOMO. Huh. What's FODA? F O D A. Also, what is internet rot? Which is a real thing, and uh, the struggle is real. And I'll tell you about that coming up. <laughs> Okay, beautiful. I will stay tuned. Hey, just a personal observation. I did a little flying recently, and uh, mask uh, uh, use was uh, greater than it was when I was traveling, I guess, toward the end of last year. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, there were far fewer chin diapers. There was much more acceptance uh, which I found interesting. I hadn't anticipated it. Hmm. Anyway, on a totally different topic, we played this yesterday early in the show, but it's so good, and we enjoyed it so much, and, and a lot of y'all did, too, that we thought we'd, we'd share it with folks who listen to this hour of the show and or grab it via podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. This is uh, Congresswoman. You know what? I don't have the uh, the root documents at my fingertips anymore. Uh, her last name is uh, Mace, 
and she is grilling one of the uh, Texas Democrats who'd fled to Washington, D.C. about voter IDs. This is so good. Just roll uh, clip 80. We'll go from there. Coming from South Carolina, we've got we've got voter ID. Um, and uh, I'm assuming Texas is the same way. Do y'all do y'all need IDs to buy alcohol when you're purchasing at the store? Yes, if you, uh, to be sure that you are capable of doing that. Right. Do you need an ID in Texas to buy cigarettes? You can't buy them unless you're tw- at least 21. But do you have to show an ID to buy cigarettes? You have to show an ID. Um, do you need an ID when you're getting a job and trying to get on payroll in Texas? Yes. Do you need an ID to uh, go to the pharmacy and get a prescription in Texas? It depends on this prescription. But do you need an ID for some prescriptions yes, in Texas? Do. Yes. Um, do you need an ID to uh, get Social Security services in Texas? You do. Do you need an ID uh, to rent an apartment in Texas? Yes. Do you need an ID if you're going to buy a house uh, and finance it via a mortgage in Texas? Yes. Um, Do you need an ID in Texas if you're going to board an aircraft and fly commercial? Yes. Did you fly commercial or fly a private jet on the way to D.C.? A chartered plane. Do you have to show an ID when you fly in a private charter jet? Yes. I wouldn't know. I've I've never flown on one. That is Congresswoman Nancy Mace of South Carolina uh, asking questions to Texas State Representative Senfronia Thompson uh, the other day during an oversight committee meeting. She has a point she's trying to make. You're probably way ahead of her, but roll on, please. Did you, did you need an ID to get in the building here today? Yes. Um, do you need an ID in Texas to open a bank account? Yes. To ca- yeah, to cash your check if you're working. Do you know, Representative Thompson, um, how many, what percentage of blacks in Texas, black and brown African Americans are registered to vote? Oh, a huge percentage. Uh, 70%. Do yes. you know what percentage of African Americans, black and brown Texans uh, have voted um, on average or in the last election? About 64%. Correct. Uh, do you know how many uh, whites are registered to vote in Texas? Far more than African-Americans. 72%. You have 70% uh, of blacks in Texas who are registered to vote. You have 72% of whites in Texas who are registered to vote. Do you know the percentage of whites who turned out to vote in recent elections? I want to say over 50-some percent. uh, 65%. Go ahead. Um, Do you know what percentage of Hispanics are registered to vote in Texas? No, I do not. 63%. Do you know what percentage of Hispanics voted in the last election? I think it was over 40%. 53%. Uh, Hispanics are, are, are not voting in as high a numbers as blacks and whites in Texas. Do you know uh, the percentage of Democrats that support voter ID? Would you repeat your question? Do you know the number or percentage of Democrats who support voter ID in this country? I do not, but I don't think it's a whole lot. 72%. Do you know the number of black and brown and African Americans in this country who support voter ID? No. 75%. Do you know the number of Hispanics that support voter ID in this country? No. 81%. Do you know where the state of Texas is ranked uh, with black voter turnout in this country? With black voters turnout? Mm -hmm. Do you know where, where Texas is ranked? 
Oh, 40, about uh, 44%. The latest numbers that I read this morning was that Texas is ranked 10th. Do you know where Texas is ranked? So then top 10 in the country. Do you know where Texas is ranked with women voters? Oh, way up in the 50s. In the bottom third of this country. So I would argue that we have a, Texas has a more difficult problem with getting women out to vote than black and brown and African Americans. Thank you, and I yield back. Nobody, statistically speaking, is against voter ID. It's a tiny, tiny minority of activists who just want to be able to play fast and loose with votes. 75% of Hispanics and, uh, and what was the, 70 uh, 75% of uh, black, African-American, brown people, uh, 81% of Hispanics. I'm, I'm thinking about when uh, I think Chuck Todd was the first person that used the phrase on Meet the Press that so we live in a post-truth world and, and, and was using it on Trump. But it, it's, it's, it's universal. I mean, it's universal, and you can't blame one side for starting it, or you can't claim one side does it more than the other, I don't think. We live in a post-truth world. Your argument doesn't need to even come close to being factually true. The people you're talking to will only hear their side of the story. And we're siloed enough for our information that I think the smart people, they're cynical, but they're smart. I think the smart people are adapting to the post-truth world and are, and are winning a lot of these arguments by realizing that that's where we are. They, I stupidly, you stupidly might think, well, I can't say this because somebody will, you know, come back with this. But you, that's the way things used to work. Nobody's going to come back at you. You're, you're, ta- you're preaching to the choir. Everything is preaching to the choir. And the smart people have taken advantage of that and have, uh, you know, embraced the, the new world and are, and are doing well with it. Yeah. It's morally repugnant, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty effective it's in the here short to stay. term. It, short term. It's here to stay for a long time. I don't know how we'll ever break out of the post-truth world with the siloing of information and, uh, and the way we get our information and all and social media and everything else. I don't know how we'll ever break out of the post-truth world. And so, like I said, I think the smart people are like like an animal adapting to the new climate. The new climate is you make the argument that's going to win – Put out of your mind the pushback to your argument. There's not going to be pushback. Right. And if somebody emails, say, and says, hey, guys, you said this the other day. I, I'm in that field. I'll tell you that's not true. This is the real statistic. You just ignore Just that. ignore them. It's annoyance. It's it's a buzzing fly. The truth is a buzzing fly. Yeah. It's it's interesting. And, um, you know, if I was a different sort of person, I would be spending more time thinking about how to capitalize on the new world rather than bemoaning it. Um, well, I got some radio shows you can listen to. That'll be a good example for you. Because <laughs> it's here to stay. It ain't going away anytime soon, I don't think. Yeah. Unless yeah. the next generation of, you know, of young people figure out a way to break out of it somehow. Yeah, I don't. Y- y'all live your lives the way you want to. Jack, you will, uh, obviously, will probably confer about it. But there are a lot of morally repugnant things I could do that I could make a lot of money doing. I just choose not to. I don't. I won't have it. I won't do it. I won't be that person. You be it. I'm not talking to you, Jack. Just well. For I, now, I, I'm comfortable ugh. where I am. But I think that perhaps ten, fifteen, twenty years from now, you'd just be an idiot. 
Well, to paraphrase uh, Charles Krauthammer, the great conservative thinker, um, if you lose 11 elections in a row clinging to my quaint little principles, uh, and therefore none of the things that I believe in that would be good for the country ever get heard, much less passed, I've committed suicide based on my principles. If I could literally cure some of the diseases that are killing the country by pandering and twisting the truth, isn't the moral thing to do? To twist the truth? It what would, an interesting conundrum. It would seem that every politician agrees with that latter situation. Some of the people I've admired most in my life would say, no, 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 dumb, dumb. Stick with the principled argument. Stick with the truth. Your time will come. Don't sell your soul for the quick turnaround. Eh, I think they're probably right, but eh, I'm not sure I if that works. In the, the the information has not worked like this before. This right. is a completely new world, right? Um, uh, we'll get to the internet rot and what FODA is coming up next segment. But by since we were just talking about a uh, pilot. 1.2 million people have watched the YouTube video of that pilot who said, I've seen your eye roll 750,000 times, etc., <laughs> etc. Et Here's another story and a video that's getting a lot of attention. Man duct taped to seat after allegedly groping flight attendants. <laughs> 22-year-old Maxwell Berry. Nice to have your name uh, out there, huh, Maxwell? Uh, video of him being duct, duct taped to the back of a seat on a frontier flight from Philadelphia to Miami. Where he was arrested, Frontier Justice. Where he was arrested by cops on three counts of battery when they landed. He'd ordered two drinks. He clearly already drunk when he got on the on the flight. Uh, ordered two drinks and asked for another before brushing his empty cup against the backside of a female flight attendant. Okay, that could be an accident. The flight attendant said, "Don't touch me," and uh, then he then started to complain about his gum. His, like, what his teeth he, attached to? He, or his he, stick of he gum? He started complaining about his gum. And I ra- have bleeding in my gum. And wrapped it in a napkin, the arrest ah. shows. Uh, somehow that turns into another argument. Then he proceeded to spill his... This is getting to my favorite part. This is the whole reason I'm bringing you this story. Okay, okay. Is my favorite part. He proceeded to spill his new drink on his shirt, prompting him to go to the bathroom and come out shirtless. Yes! And then then walked around the plane for 15 minutes before groping the chest of two flight attendants. Oh, Lord. Yeah. He he walked up behind uh, two of them and put his arms around them and, uh, and, and groped their breasts. Oh, boy. Oh, Maxwell. No. He then no, later sir. punched a male flight attendant who was uh, trying to get him under control. But Oh, goodness. Not cool, no. but uh, the video shows him being um, uh, taped to the seat and yelling, help, help, and then the people on the plane <laughs> yelling at him. <laughs> Shut up! You <laughs> um, I like the, I really like the... Ah, and my my overtures are not being met the way I want. I know what will impress him. And he goes to the bathroom, takes off his shirt, and struts around the plane for 15 minutes. Oh, man. What was everybody on the plane thinking for 15 minutes while obviously drunk, shirtless guy walked up and down the aisle? I'm sure they were thinking this is not going to end well. I would the chances be, of this kind of dissipating on its own are practically zero. Right. I would be looking around and saying, okay, dude, you, me, are you in? Okay, this it's it's inevitable. Are we all ready? Because this is yeah. going to happen. Yeah. 
15 minutes of walking wow. around shirtless with, I guess, and I'm those. sure he wasn't doing it silently and respectfully. No, no I, I picture him strutting. Yeah. Hey, I got my shirt off. Uh-huh. Pretty Talking impressive. Ass, no Pretty doubt, impressive, yeah. huh? Um, I'm sure that everybody was hoping flight's almost over. Maybe he just walks around shirtless till we land. <laughs> Maybe we don't have to actually fight this guy. Well, as the great Maya Angelou put it, when someone tries to tell you what kind of person they are, believe them the first time. <laughs> Oh, and the video is out there, and that will be with him. He's 22 years old. 22 years old. He's got he's got 50, 60 years to live with that video bouncing around. He might have to change his name and move to another country. Not good. What's photo? What's internet rot next? But I have seen thousands of naked males. Why do you keep playing? Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. That was a great turn from the American. It's Ray Benjamin and his nemesis, Kirsten Walhorn. The American is reeling him in. The world record holder is trying to hold him up, and he will. It's going to be gold for Norway. 4594. It's a world record, an Olympic record. Walhorn has just blown the world record apart. He has taken this event somewhere that we didn't think it would be for decades under 46 seconds flat why are you kidding me why are they calling that maybe the greatest race in olympic history 400 meters because the guy who had set the world record just a month ago a record that had stood by the way for 30 years he set a new world record in winning just barely a step ahead of the American who also set the world record. They both Ooh. broke the sitting world record and finished just like neck and neck. Dang it. Pushed by each other. White guy, too, winning the 400 meter. Huh. Don't usually see white guys winning sprints. Uh, I got to fill in these other things that I teased. What is FOTA? Fear of dating again. Apparently, it's a thing a lot of people have. Fear of dating again, because they haven't dated in so long, and they feel like they've lost their mojo or don't know how to do it or something. Mm. And then the other thing I wanted to bring you is internet rot, which is apparently a for real problem. The internet is rotting, and they've got a chart that shows the percentage of links, for instance, from New York Times articles that still work. Over 25% of the links embedded in articles just seven years ago still work. So you go to an article in New York Times from seven years ago, three quarters of them don't work anymore. Huh. Okay. Uh, and that is a problem all throughout the internet. And we've talked about this before. If you want to look up your county fair, you're as likely to get the 2005 schedule as you are to get this one. And the internet is full of crap like that. Or uh, you just get sent to a different place or they just don't exist anymore. Internet rot is a real thing and nobody's exactly sure how to, how to handle it. You gotta ream it out, clearly. Final thoughts with a I like that one. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. I find it maudlin and depressing. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? You know, to me, it's now a no-brainer. If you're a kid, you can't shower in PE because of camera phones. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yep, it's a good point. 
Uh, young Alex is our producer. Alex, a final thought? Yeah, you know, I've never had the experience of showering around others, so I think all of us should go work out, lift some heavy weights, and shower together. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That would mm. feel weird, wouldn't it? Mm, go ahead. Uh, Jack, a final thought to share with us? We got on this subject because I was talking to my son after football practice last night that when school started, he was probably going to have to shower there at school, and he was horrified by it, and it turns out, I guess people don't do that anymore. Uh, everybody shower after athlete. You just go home sweaty, I guess. But he practices in full pads tonight for the first time. The contact going to be interesting to see how that goes. My final thought, a fun fact from earlier in the show. China has an enormous advantage in manufacturing solar panels. And lots and lots of people put on solar panels in the U.S. and Europe made in China. Do you know why China has such an enormous advantage? Because they use pollution-spewing coal-powered electric plants to make the solar panels. So they spew an enormous amount of filth into the sky to bring you solar panels, and it takes years for you to even break even. So solar panels are a net negative for the world for a long, long time. For several years, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and mostly because we farm out the production of solar panels to China because they're cheaper because they use coal power plants. Right. Gotcha. Stupid, though. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have the hot links for you. All the stuff we talked about, the articles, the videos, there they are under hot links. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com if there's something we ought to be talking about. Oh, man, do we have some popular swag these days. The red, white, and blue logo for the A&G t-shirt, the hats, the, the visors, the jogging bras. The new flat brim camo hat. That's my favorite Armstrong and Getty article right now. See you tomorrow. God bless America. I'm strong and getty. Well, let me apologize in advance for any mean, ugly, accurate things I'm about to say. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? I have seen thousands of naked males. Okay. Are you sure of that, dude? You assume it's kink for some weird-ass reason? I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gonna. So you can go through your whole life never seeing another man naked in person. That's the plan. Not that you know. <laughs> I prefer it, yeah. On that high note, thank you all very much.